You're listening to another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. All the stories you've come to love on a Sunday night, plus some extra content exclusive to the podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. But for now, enjoy today's episode. Forgive us for stating the obvious, but South Africans are fed up with load shedding. As the country is left battered and bruised after yet another bout of stage 5 and stage 6 load shedding, citizens are near breaking point. With a class action lawsuit in the offing and people threatening a national shutdown, we needed to know where to from here. With up to 12 hours of daily blackouts, the battery-powered light at the end of the tunnel is dwindling. South Africa is in the grip of a complete electricity emergency. Load shedding. It slows everything down. It robs you of your time, productivity, and it costs money. And people are at breaking points. Hours of blackouts plunge cosmopolitan cities like Johannesburg into complete darkness. What's even more daunting is that there is no clear plan to get us out of this darkness. The National Emergency Crisis Committee is scrambling. Fixing high-stage power cuts is becoming a political crisis with high-level meetings around the clock. Yet nothing has changed. The lights are still off. They can't share a clear plan if they don't have one. Wayne Duvenage is from the organization and doing tax abuse. We still haven't heard anything. We need to know how you're going to fix this. Where are the experts? What are we going to do about stopping the political meddling? There's been far too much of it in the past, which is why we are where we are. Some would argue this level of load shedding is criminal. Corruption, fraud, incompetence, sabotage. The victim of the crime? The entire country. Every single South African is affected by relentless load shedding. From small businesses to big industry, the knock-on effect is grim. In a graphic video shared on social media, more than 40,000 chickens died on just one farm after ESCOM allegedly failed to repair a transformer. Industry bodies say in the last six weeks, 10 million day-old chicks had to be culled as power cuts impact slaughtering. Council for Scientific and Industrial Research senior researcher Monique LaRue has crunched the numbers, estimating that over 500 billion rand was lost because of load shedding in 2022 alone. There's a cost to keeping the lights on. Checkers have said that they burn in excess of 100 million rands of diesel per month to keep their stores going through load shedding. These figures are going to have a material impact on the revenue of companies for bigger industry that really count on having um, reliable power and large amounts of power from the grid. It's going to be devastating. From 2018, it's gotten progressively worse. 2022 hit a new load shedding record with 205 days of power cuts. 2023 is off to a dim start with blackouts every single day so far. Today we have a system, a power system that is fundamentally broken. It's being held together with sellotape and elastic bands. 
ESCOM is running on empty. Having already spent more than double its annual diesel budget, the open cycle gas turbines, current fuel reserves will likely only last until the end of January. While there's talk of prioritizing repairs at six key power stations, emergency legislation to fast-track plant development and addressing crime and security issues, the plans may be good, but just not sufficient in the short term. It's put the country in a precarious position, in a very dangerous position, uh, and it's making life hell for citizens, for businesses, for everyone. Yet some experts say there are a number of quick solutions that could relieve load shedding buy diesel and license ESCOM to directly import fuel, making it cheaper. Allow businesses and households to sell energy to the grid. Offer tax incentives for rooftop solar installations and solar geysers. But government seems set on a far more controversial option, so-called power ships. They are ready-made floating power plants exclusively produced by a Turkish company. In a News 24 interview, Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy Gwede Mandashe clearly wants South Africans to get on board. It is a luxury for South Africans to say we don't want car power ships. At enormous cost. At a, enormous cost, but at a huge saving to electricity. Because the cost must be compared to the cost of load shedding. But it's not quite that simple. What we don't want to see is knee-jerk reactions to things like car power ships. It locks us in to over half a trillion rand for a 20-year period. That would be a problem for this country. The country is on its knees, with small businesses that are meant to be the backbone of the economy buckling under pressure. Some are able to keep their lights on, but at what cost? First up, a pain supply store. Isn't it load shedding now in your area? That is between two and four. I see you've got your lights on though. Because we have a generator. Sure. How much is that costing you? Between six and eight thousand a month, additional to what we normally do. How is that affecting your business? Well, it is because mm. it's coming out of our bottom line. The next shop is an independent small bakery. So it's, it's just it's a lot. We, we can sit here and go on, but. Yeah, that's the story of our life. So obviously, it, it, like, it can't be fully or functional operational. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then a standalone pharmacy. As a pharmacy business, we need to connect with the internet. With the load sharing, everything goes down. Even we cannot receive phone calls. So the delivery, we don't, we, we cannot uh, do delivery. We cannot uh, claim medical aid. We're, no, it's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. And the reality is, many of these small businesses just can't survive. The fight has been taken to the Department of Public Enterprise and ESCOM. Sipile Butelezi is part of a team launching a class lawsuit on behalf of civil society, political parties, individuals and businesses. The state has a constitutional obligation to ensure power supply, transmission, delivery. There are various rights that have been breached uh, because of the failure by the state to ensure constant supply of electricity. In a letter of demand, the legal team asks for an end to load shedding with immediate effect for the 18% tariff increase already agreed to by the regulator to be halted until the case is finalized and wants clarity on ESCOM's plan. 
during COVID, there will be a media briefing almost every day because there was a sense of urgency. Uh, people are using different routes to take the fight to, to government. One of those routes is public protest, and there's no shortage of planned pickets from all corners of the country. This is not an Eskom issue. This is a political issue. They need to march on the union buildings, tens of thousands. But then to the question is, so once you've marched, then what? You need to hold government to account. The key to sustainable power generation will be accelerating grid expansion. We're seeing that the grid is not um, sufficiently planned and hasn't been upgraded to the level where it's necessary to integrate large scales of renewable energy. And it's going to take in excess of 10 years to complete. Many homeowners are forced to find individual off-the-grid solutions, but these come at a premium cost. In suburbia, you can see the solar panels on the roofs. You can hear the generators, but this is a necessity that's become a luxury that most people just can't afford. Many people will be experiencing a cost of living crisis. Those who can afford will leave, and those who cannot afford will be forced to shoulder the burden of this. And ultimately, it is quite possible um, that we may find ourselves completely in the dark. Tandile Chinyavanu is a Greenpeace climate and social activist. The power crisis is something that we're seeing globally, but ultimately because of our lack of adaptability in this country, our poor infrastructure was ultimately experiencing this power crisis um, tenfold compared to other countries where there are mitigation measures being adapted. If we carry on like this, will we be able to survive? I think the short answer to this is no. Um, it is really imperative that South Africa finds a solution to that this as soon as possible. I think um, what is paramount for any emerging economy is that you've got reliable power supply that comes at an affordable cost. We need to solve the grid challenges, we need to solve the generation challenges. But the question is, will public outrage force a change in government's approach or will corruption stifling bureaucracy and vested interests proved to be our downfall. As much as we'd like one, there's sadly no quick fix for South Africa's energy crisis. Whether it's the controversial Kapowership deal allowing ESCOM to import coal directly or declaring a national state of disaster, the fact remains. We're going to suffer through many more days of load shedding. Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. <laughs>